You're listening to Music Growth Talks, the podcast for musicpreneurs, with Andrew Apanov. Happy holidays, everyone. I'm Andrew Apanov, and you're listening to the Music Growth Talks podcast, episode number 100. Thank you all for making it happen, as if you were not listening, I would probably not be running this show by now. This is also the last episode of 2017, and I'm already working on new interviews for 2018. I plan to start releasing the podcast more regularly again. Be sure to keep an eye on the news and announcements via email. Sign up at musicgrowthtalks.com if you haven't done it yet. And the best way to listen to the show, especially in the new year, is through a secret patron-only podcast feed, which you will get if you become my patron at patreon.com slash Andrew Apanov at just $1 per month. So there is just one reward right now. I've updated uh, the page recently and it's just $1 per month. You can pledge more if you want to, but you're not required to, to get access to all the special perks as a patron. Starting in January, I will be releasing special episodes just for patrons, uh, and uh, you also get access to all regular new episodes before everyone else. So check it out, patreon.com forward slash Andrew Abanov. Patreon.com is p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com. If you are new to the platform, I highly recommend you checking it out. Uh, maybe it's something you will want to use for your music project as well. It's an amazing membership platform for creators of all kinds. Uh, we've got a podcast episode with uh, Jack Conti, the founder of Patreon on Music Growth Talks, if you want to learn more about it. And in the meantime, yeah, so I, if you want to try it out, feel free to sign up and you know, become a patron of mine, uh, patreon.com forward slash Andrew I will appreciate it a lot. And now, today we have an amazing guest, the legendary Philip Kaplan, who I think is more widely known in the tech world than in the music world, as he's founded a number of successful companies, including AdBright, or TinyLater, now acquired by MailChimp. In the music industry, though, he is known as the man behind the Thunderlism social network for musicians, and DistroKid, one of the biggest indie music distributors out there. We recorded this interview a week before the Slush Music Conference in Helsinki, where I moderated a fireside chat with Philip. It was a great panel with uh, room packed and I really enjoyed hanging out with Philip Bibitz and uh, getting inspired by his vision and approach to running a business. On this episode, we talked about music distribution a lot. Uh, so if you have questions about uh, DistroKid in particular, how it works and so on, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure you will get a lot of your questions answered on this uh, episode, and uh, if you're interested in checking it out uh, and trying it for yourself, uh, then sign up at the special URL Philip created during our interview, as you will hear towards the end of the episode. It was just a, a live thing, which I kind of liked, I like giving away freebies to our listeners, so thanks to Philip for this one. Uh, so sign up at distrokey.com slash the AP slash music growth. Music growth is one word. So it will give you a 20% off on the first year of your membership. distrokey.com 
slash vapey slash music growth. And as usual, you can find all the links in the show notes at dotedmusic.com. And without further ado, here is my conversation with Philip Kaplan. Philip, it's uh, exciting to welcome you on Music Growth Talks. Uh, it's an opportunity for me to to meet you, even for not in person just yet, and uh, to uh, to introduce what you do to our listeners. So thank you so much for agreeing to be on the show. Well, thanks for having me on. I'm a fan. Oh, thank you. Uh, you're <laughs> flattering, definitely. But uh, anyway, so it's it's really cool to to share some of the uh, to get some insights about. Uh, about DistroKit, I will just mention it right away on the show because like, I have so many questions to you related to how you run businesses and uh, it's your approach to growth and so many other things. But I just know that literally like this is what our listeners want to know about how your distribution platform works. And, uh, and there will be a few questions related to music distribution, but we'll get into it quite soon. But first of all, well, the, the most important question I've got for you is if you have any time for playing music lately. Well, um, so I play drums and guitar. The short answer is no, sadly. I actually started putting together a band about a year ago, and things have just been so busy with DistroKid that I haven't had much time for rehearsal. However, the good news is I just got a new guitar, and it's sitting here right next to my desk, and I it's sort of the... Uh, I think a guitar is, is sort of the original fidget spinner for a lot of musicians. You know, mm. I just kind of pick it up from time to time and mess around on it. So I'm playing a lot of guitar, uh, but my my true love, uh, drums, have not been playing enough. So I got to get back into that. Yeah, then that's that's awesome. I mean, you, because you've been playing for quite some time and before you 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 started getting into entrepreneurship, if I get it right, right? Yeah, I've been playing drums just forever. And, and I've been, uh, I started playing metal and death metal and then i was uh in a cover band that played pop songs and big parties and you know dance things and now i'm in a band that plays country so i'm kind of all over the place but uh yeah i've been playing for a long time right cool and what are you up to these days uh so we hear the sirens outside yeah city yeah i mean Uh, maybe maybe i should maybe i ruined the illusion that we're in the same room i didn't mean to do that (laughs) no 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 Uh, and you're gonna you're you're gonna hear a lot of sirens coming through so that's 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 totally fine because actually my cat is screaming in the background here i hope you don't hear that too too much but yeah it's uh, that time so sirens and cats for everybody listening just pretend we're in the same room it's much easier that Yeah, so, uh, yeah, my question was just to, uh, I got about uh, rehearsing, but what's, uh, what have you been up to, to lately, if there have been, you know, anything besides DistroKid, or it's mainly DistroKid, because I, like, I would like to ask you about everything you've, you know, done so far, but it would require a separate podcast episode, but just so, like, this year, what you've been busy with. It's been fully DistroKid. What I, you know, you... you you hit the nail on the head that when I started DistroKid, I didn't think that, you know, I, I had high hopes for it, but I didn't expect it to become as as popular as it did. But pretty much uh, anything else I was working on sort of uh, I mean, it went on uh, autopilot. And uh, so I've been focusing 100% on DistroKid for, you know, I, I started it in, I started in 2013. And uh, depending on when you're listening to this, it's four, now four years later. And um, it's just been a wild ride. And so it's pretty much all I've been focused on since I launched it. 
Yeah, and so all while not having too many many people in your team, this is something that excites me as as someone running a location independent company with a small team. So, and you still have how many people do you have at district well, right now? It's funny. So a lot, the most recent, you know, the times I was asked most recently in the press, you know, at some point it was just me. Then I had uh, we were just three people. You will be sorely disappointed to learn that we are now eight people. So eight we're not people. so small anymore. Well, we, we, you know, it's still small in comparison to the volume. So I, I should probably start by explaining a little what DistroKid is because people at this point are probably, a lot of people probably don't know. DistroKid is a, is a service that musicians use to get their music into all of the online stores and streaming services. So like, you know, Apple and Spotify, Google Play, Amazon, Deezer, Tidal, the list goes on. So if you're a musician or a record label and you want to get into those stores, a lot of people use DistroKid. So, oh, the question was, uh, how big are we? Uh, or, or, you know, how do we run with a small team? So even though it's eight people, the uh, the volume is massive. I mean, we have at this point probably around 180,000 artists. We have, we released somewhere around 1,000 to 1,200 new albums every day, which wow. is probably yeah. 5,000, 6,000 songs every day. We are a, at this point, we've become a significant percentage of all new music in the world that gets released. And so even though the team is eight, which, you know, by some measures, by a lot of measures is small, by a lot of measures is, you know, an average startup. I think the volume we're putting out, you know, to me, it's impressive, but it is. But a no, lot of, yeah, a lot is. of the, uh, a lot of the, the you know, distro kid, the, the main thing about DistroKid with how it works internally, like under the covers, is almost everything is automated. So pretty much everything is automated except for customer service. So, you know, customer service, artist services, you know, things like that, things that obviously can't be and shouldn't be. But everything else in terms of uh, like, you know, converting file formats and audio formats and resizing images and sending metadata to the stores and doing uh, you know, all kinds of different things. There's probably around 60 or 70 automated processes or bots that are constantly running that are doing a lot of the heavy lifting so that all we have to do is, I like to say, uh, you know, keep the servers running and be really awesome and helpful to our artists. Yeah, no, it, it, it's, it's really impressive. And so we've, uh, it's not a big team for the kind of things you do and uh, and the volume of of music you distribute daily it's insane and you mainly have the in-house solutions for those bots you mentioned yeah so the all the automation is all the automation is uh created like in-house you've came up yeah we built come it. up with solution yep. yeah that's it's all, all original i love that but uh it's it's something that i'm yeah i it's really something that can uh help so from a business perspective it's really smart and uh coming up with some uh, workflows and automations can allow to scale up properly. But uh, in your case, you also found ways to to make some of the things uh, that are related to how music um, retailers or streaming platforms work, for example, which is very impressive to me, assuming that it's quite a mess as sometimes, even for these tech companies, we're still in the music industry. So things are not always properly organized. So the fact that you managed to do that is is definitely impressive. And I, I was going to ask you because, like, not to, to play you know a devil's advocate here, but for me, for the a good experience with a music distributor has been when I 
have been receiving a good customer support. So just saying from just from literal my experience, and we've been using uh, pretty much all of the players out there in this market and uh, for for our artists, and uh, it's it's been like how how good the customer support is usually this is how how good we feel about working with a distributor because the actual process of distributing music and correct me if i'm wrong it's it's rather straightforward so people sometimes overthink it because it's essentially you dis, you deliver the music to the stores and streaming platforms so it's it's obviously more complicated than it, uh, how it sounds but it's very straightforward then it comes down to some small details so what you are saying is that uh, someone Signing up to DistroKid can still expect some proper customer support. Yeah, so I totally agree with you. It's very straightforward. You know, if you're uploading, for anybody who's uploaded a video to YouTube, you know, how much customer support do you need? None. You just you just upload it. And then if you want to delete the video, you figure out how to delete it. And if you want to edit something, you can figure out how to edit and whatever. But And so that, you know, DistroKid's goal, even though it's, you know, under the covers, it's complicated. But as far as artists are concerned, our hope is that it's pretty much just as easy as uploading a, a video to YouTube or posting a message on Facebook. It's super easy and doesn't require much service. Now that said, of course, people often have questions, you know, hey, can I, you know, how do I do this? You know, how do I, when do I get paid? How much does this streaming service pay? When, what time zone, you know, do things go live if I choose a a release date. And, you know, there's all kinds of questions that people have. And we have an FAQ that has, you know, at this point, probably 200 or 300 of the questions that people always ask. But, you know, sometimes people don't want to read the FAQ and, and they just want to email somebody yeah. and, and that's fine. And then we, we reply very quickly and, uh, you know, hopefully uh, help as many people out as we can. But I totally agree that, you know, the services like if you have a problem with Gmail or something, there's nobody at Google you can really email you know, that's the difference probably between DistroKid and a typical sort of SaaS. You know, also Gmail is free, right? And how can they do customer service when you have hundreds of millions of, you know, users or whatever? Yeah. DistroKid, it's, you know, it's still at a size. And obviously our artists are paying, which, by the way, DistroKid is only $20 a year for unlimited uploads. So for $20, you can upload, you know, 100 albums if you want to. So they're not paying very much, but obviously people are paying. And I, I totally understand that when somebody's paying, they expect... Awesome service. And we give it to them. So one of DistroKid's biggest strengths that people really love is the customer service. Right, right. And to explain my point, I, I didn't mean the kind of dump requests that uh, you may be getting and you don't need to tell me. I've seen, yeah, and FAQ is great, but so oftentimes ignored. And uh, uh, clearly you, and, and it's amazing if you still help everyone who gets contacts you, because sometimes musicians are not really just not tech savvy at all and just have some questions because they sincerely have spent some time and couldn't figure something out. But uh, yeah, the fact that the platform is uh, is easy to use helps a lot for sure. I'm I'm, I'm confident that it yeah helps with getting yeah, less. Super uh, easy. Yeah. The whole thing is basically one form, just one page. Put in your song title, you know, put in your song titles, put in your album titles, put in the name of your artist, pick a record label name if you want, choose your release date, you know, choose your files on your hard drive and click go. That's it. Yeah, and then we yeah. typically get you in stores in as little as we can get you in in stores typically as fast as just a couple of hours after you upload it. For uh, some stores, it takes, you know, around two days. But that's the other thing with DistroKid. We also try to make it super fast because it you know, on the fast, internet, yeah. people aren't used to waiting. Yeah. And you're uploading a, 
a photo to uh, Instagram or something. It doesn't say check back in two days. You know, it just it just goes live. So uh, we try as hard as we can to to get there. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. So to you, you basically answered my question here. It's just that uh, for me personally, it's still important to to know that there is a human uh, being, a, you know, behind the the platform who will reply me if I need something. Uh, if if something happens, some and things do happens sometimes. So only if I, I if I need to, I I use uh, Mailchimp a lot. By the way, they did acquire the Tiny Letter, right? So it's, yeah, 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 Mailchimp. Uh acquired a previous business of mine they are awesome and that's a that's also a company with a great example of customer service yeah and, i was and, very yeah. highly influenced by i don't know if you ever use zappos or if you have that out there for yeah yeah shoes. yeah but yeah it's it's a yeah it's a legendary They're famous for their, <laughs> yeah for customer service and the founder there tony shea is a, a close old friend and just seeing the way that they operate i mean for example you know some businesses they judge the customer service based on how fast they are. Mm-hmm. And at Zappos, they have contests for who has spent the most time talking to a single customer. So if there's a customer service person who talked with one customer for four hours, for example, you win a prize because that means that person got really great service, um, which is the opposite of how most companies think. So I don't quite encourage, you know, I don't think any artists want to talk to us for four hours. That said, <laughs> You know, we do our best to answer their questions and point them in the right direction and all that kind of thing. Yeah, beautiful. No, but that's, most that's... people don't have questions. I and mean, we're kind of talking edge cases. For the most part, you know, I mentioned that we get, um, you know, the, the amount of volume you, we have going through the system. The vast majority of people, uh, you know, are have no questions and uh, are pretty much able to figure it out. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Just, just, just to finish that example yeah. with Mailchimp, this is probably what I kind of expect. Everything is so easy to use, and there are so many answers to all the kinds of questions that I like. Uh, managing dozens of accounts, ask a question once, and I, the the uh, quality of the reply is usually amazing. So this is a really good yeah. and healthy uh, culture, I would say. So that's great that you you do pay attention to uh to that um so the uh something you meant just mentioned i i want to get back to it for a second because uh using uh, ha- having used quite a few music ag- aggregators out there i really see a release being distributed so far so how exactly you achieve that not going into you know too many technical details but how is it something that's is it so? Is it known that uh, a release can appear on iTunes within a day? We can get on iTunes within an hour if the artist did everything right. So the automation of DistroKid. So the automation of DistroKid is how we're able to be so much faster than all of the other distributors. Other distributors have people filling out spreadsheets and formatting metadata and file formats and all that stuff uh, manually, whereas DistroKid it's all totally automated. Occasionally. An album will be pulled out of the automated process for manual review for mm-hmm. various reasons. Typically, if if our if our robots aren't able to figure something out because the the artist formatted something wrong or or did something weird, then it goes into a manual queue on our end, and person will look at it. But for the most part, it's automated. So the only delay are typically delays on the store's ends. So you know, if I say this store takes uh, one day and that store takes two days, that delay typically isn't on our end. Now we are able to, you know, we do have a little control over how fast the stores do it. And, and the way we do that is by, I guess, 
I would say, ingratiating ourselves to the stores by giving them high quality content that mm-hmm. that uh, conforms to various style guides and low amounts of you can't send any anything infringing or anything bad or whatever. And so, you know, our hope and our goal is that we deliver such high quality to the stores that they don't really need to manually check our stuff either. So that they they push it through really fast. And uh, fortunately, uh, that's been happening. We're always on our toes, obviously, and we're always trying to improve. But uh, for the most part, the, the system is pretty automated and pretty darn fast these days. So artists get really uh, often lose their minds at how, you know, they'll upload something and they'll be like, oh, my God, like I uploaded this last night. I went to sleep. I woke up. It's live in all the stores. And we love that. Yeah. Awesome. And the other thing we do is we email we email you when your release goes live in the store. So you'll get an email, an automated email from our robots that says, hey, congratulations. You just went live in Amazon. Here's the link. You just went live in Google. You just went live in Spotify. You just went live in Apple Music. Um, and we send you the link so you can really see how fast it is. And also, you don't have to keep with other distributors. You have to, you know, you're on your own to kind of search around and see if your music went live. But not with DistroKid. We just send you the links. Make it super yeah, easy. It fast. helps. It helps. Something I didn't check beforehand, but do, do you uh, support pre-releases uh, as well? So pre-sales on iTunes and Amazon, for yes. example? Yes, we do. Wow, it's super good. easy. When you, uh, when you upload your music, it says, uh, first of all, it says what, what's the release date. And the default, the release date is the same day you uploaded it. But if you wanted to push the release date, let's say out a few weeks, uh, you could do that. And then it asks, you know, below, uh, well, do you want to do pre-sale? And if you want to do pre-sale, when does it start? Right. Okay, got you. Pricing. You you mentioned that it's twenty dollars per year right now for unlimited uh, up, uploads, and you don't take any percentage from the sales, correct? Correct. So it's uh, and uh, just right away because just to to see if there is an option if um, an artist uh, doesn't like subscriptions. Uh, I I read about this <laughs> leave a legacy thing. So is it like a, essentially a replacement to subscription? So I can make one particular not. Well, yeah, basically, I can skip the subscription altogether and just distribute one album for a fixed fee for a lifetime. Well, so basically, so DistroKid, as you mentioned, it's $20 a year for unlimited uploads, and we do not take a percentage of revenue. Now, for a lot of artists, you know, because we, we grew really fast, for a lot of artists, they say that that's amazing. They love that. However, there was a certain subset, a small subset, but there were a small percentage of of artists who said, you know what, I prefer the CD baby model. And I have a lot of respect for CD baby, by the way, and they paved the way for a lot of the stuff that we do. And I'm friendly with people who work there and and with the founder and other people. Um, But their model is you pay, you pay per album, but you only pay once. You don't get charged every year. However, they do take 9% of your earnings, which is a lot of earnings that, you know, in my opinion, the distributor who does their job, you know, day one shouldn't, you know, year two still be taking 9% of your earnings. However, there were people who said, well, I like the idea that I, that my music will be in stores forever. So even if I die or whatever, you know, with a yearly subscription service, typically if your credit card gets declined or something, your music can get taken down. Yeah. Uh, not so with CD baby. So our answer to that was to make something even better. And what we did was we launched a service called leave a legacy. And the way that legal leave a legacy works is even if your credit card gets declined, even if you die a hundred years from now, assuming the online stores are still there, we will not send a deletion of request to the stores ever for your release. And that 
we decided to make it the same pricing as CD Baby because that's sort of what we were addressing. So they charge $49 an album, but take 9%. Our Leave a Legacy, if you want it, is $49 an album, but we take 0%. So 100% of the revenue still still goes to the artist. So it's a pretty cool solution. for. And by the way, artists can opt in to leave a legacy whenever you want. So typically what we, it all, you know, in a way, now that I, it, it's less confusing than it sounds. It's easier to just sort of see it on the site when you go to upload. But in general, what we recommend is just get the normal distro kid membership, which is $20 a year, upload unlimited stuff. Don't worry about it. You'll be rebuild $20 the next year, but we'll never take a percentage of your revenue and all your music will stay there. If you have a release that you are is very important to you and, and you want to you want to leave a legacy forever for your kids and for your grandkids or whatever, you can at any time opt it in to leave a legacy. It's 49 bucks for an album. I think it's like 29 for a single, but I forget the exact pricing. Right, um, right. That assures that we will never, we will never make delete sense. it. Yeah, makes sense. Well, I mean, we'll never delete it for a, a credit card or something. Obviously, yeah. if there's like a DMCA takedown or so, some other reason, you're yeah. out. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so it's like a sort of an insurance and if you're going to on an extreme hike somewhere in the mountains for a month then it's mm-hmm. a good idea to to purchase this yeah, one. The, the, the general deal was we wanted to get rid of any and all reasons why somebody might choose a competitor. I'm I mean I I know obviously I have a you know I'm biased and I have a vested interest but I feel very strongly and it's not BS when I say that if an artist chooses a distributor that is not DistroKid, they messed up. They didn't. They didn't know. It's true. I mean, it's funny, but it's it's true. No, that's a good one. I, yeah. I, I and, and if you take any of the distributors, and you know, and I don't have hubris, and I don't have, you know, I'm not. I know false promises or anything like that. But just if you just look at the the pricing and the speed and all of the things that are you know quantitative, and then you you can look at the qualitative things like like customer service and things like that. You know, we we try to just knock any objection to DistroKid. We knock it down one by one to the point where everything is better. Right. right. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, it makes a lot of sense for you to be very direct about that. It's one of the it's it's meets the most competitive uh, markets in in the music industry because there are there is a competition between different uh, entities in the record label and publishing world but uh, nothing to me that compares to to distributors because everyone every indie musician out there not the major artists necessarily but all the indie artists out there needs uh, a platform to distribute their music so it's like and we have more and more musicians popping up every day which is amazing but yeah they do need a service like yours so it makes yeah. sense to be very straightforward and clear about how your how distrocute in this case is different. So I do appreciate you. You yeah. you uh, is, very specific. Yeah, it is competitive, as you said. One of the ways that we are able to to compete is we are for the. I mean, I, I can't speak for every distributor, but for the major you know competitors that we come across, we're the only ones who aren't essentially owned by banks. So some of them have venture capital funding, which means that they're in large part owned by, you know, venture capital firms or investors, or they're, or they're literally owned by, by banks or whatever, where they have to be constantly showing massive amounts of, of financial growth. And, you know, they're hoping to, for a big exit to sell one day or whatever. Um, whereas DistroKid, we can charge a little bit, we can make a little bit, we are totally bootstrapped. So this company has no 
no investors or anything like that. And we, we, you know, in the end, we answer to the artists. We don't answer to a board of directors and to investors, which most of our competitors do, which makes it hard for them to compete with us. Obviously, that you know, there's advantages to having investors and stuff too. They have, you know, more, you know, they can, I don't know, they have more money for various things. But, you know, we like to keep it a, a small business and, you know, do what we can uh, to make our, our customers super happy. Yeah. And this, this it speaks to, to musicians, I think, because most artists, unfortunately, don't have investors as well. <laughs> so right. most of exactly. the, the indie music space is largely bootstrapped. So exactly. that, that's kind of, that is important, I think, as well. No, cool, cool stuff. And so, yeah, by the way, speaking, you, you mentioned City Baby a few times. I'm still, it's, um, I love Dirk Sivas and his work and <laughs> the fact that you got a, such a proper official endorsement from him is is quite big to me personally but i mean it's it says something uh, and yeah, you have that, to that blew my mind that he <laughs> he when i first started district he and uh and jeff price um yeah. started TuneCore. so the two kind of you know biggest companies in this space those founders are no longer at the companies and they've both come out with unsolicited endorsements saying that they like and use distro kid instead of the companies that they actually founded which which is huge huge to me says a lot about about the guys and you know like i said i i i'm friendly with with people at both companies and you know for the most part you can anything you can do with you know to be honest anything you could do you can do with distro kid you can do with one of those those companies you know in the end you know what's the distributor doing they're just putting your music in stores and then collecting all the money you're owed and, and paying it to you but we like to think that we were a little more modern and and you know, better in various ways, but I got to hand it to them back when CD baby and TuneCore were starting those businesses, they didn't have access to, you know, there was no Amazon AWS, you know, hosting right. services. There weren't all these APIs. There wasn't, there wasn't even like really JavaScript and like, there's so much stuff that they had to build before the modernization of the web that, you know, my hat is off to them for, for being able to build what they had built and to um, really pave the way for companies like mine to come and sort of do make a more modern version, but that's, that's totally no diss to them. I mean, I just think that I'm every day I'm like amazed that they were able to do what they did so long ago. Yeah. It's, it, it does make lots of sense and it's indeed a massive amount of work done on their part, but uh, it, you are using all the technological advancements available to you these days in full. And that's, uh, that's really smart. So it's one Maybe one of the last questions to you and something slightly related. Um, so I, from what I've seen, uh, dis- distribution companies oftentimes try to keep their artists in and, and uh, can upsell their services or just increase the value of uh, their platforms. Because as we discussed, the distributor does uh, something very straightforward originally. They offer some marketing tools and uh, features for, for the artists to, to use, you know, besides the actual distribution process. And um, I've seen that you've started doing something in that area. And I'm, I was just curious if with this uh, phone uh, thingy for uh, mobile phone collection uh, widget. So I was just curious if you if you plan to develop any additional tools available to the subscribers of DistroKid. Sure. So, so yes, as you mentioned, there are distributors that, that offer marketing tools to artists. Um, there's sort of two categories. There, there's the... It, uh, sorry Any, for interrupting you, but I don't. I didn't say that uh, all of them are good or useful at uh, all. Oh no, 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 <laughs> yeah. totally, totally. I, I just wanted to to point out that there are distributors who say that the distributor 
will market your music. I just wanted to give sort of a, a warning to any artists who are listening. If there's a service that anyone can sign up for, right, if it's totally open to the public and that service alleges that they are going to market your music, you know, help get you on playlists and that kind of thing, be very dubious. They probably cannot because obviously if they're marketing every single artist who's joining their platform, you know, the people on the other end of of that marketing, you know, the people who control the playlists or, or whatnot will be overwhelmed. So I know that's not exactly what you were talking about, but I, yeah, yeah, there's, there's some however, distributors that offer marketing tools so that artists can market themselves, those can be super valuable. And there are various ones out there. And uh, as you mentioned, DistroKid, we've actually been working on one. It hasn't been, it's funny, we started working on it like a couple of years ago and somehow we haven't launched it yet because we've launched so many other things in the meanwhile. But we do have a marketing uh, service coming out, which is a free not just a free email newsletter service that anybody can sign up for. Um, let's say you wanted to uh, create a website. Let's say an artist wants to create a website where their fans can put in their email addresses and then email, and then the, the artist can email their fans. But we actually have a service where fans can put in their phone number and then the artist can text and text messages to fans, which is pretty cool because it's, you know, getting a text is a little more interesting than getting a, an email. If it's obviously, if it's a text that you want, you know, from an artist that you're into. And furthermore, the artist can will be able to uh, specify that they just want to email or text fans in a certain geographical location. So mm-hmm. I just want to text my fans in Helsinki or in Berlin or in San Francisco, California or wherever, because maybe I'm playing a show in one of those places. So that's the service we're working on. We have some other stuff, too. But we've been so focused on not really on the marketing side and more on the distribution side. So we... Have we launched a service that makes it really easy to license cover songs, right? Um, yeah. le- leave a legacy, which you mentioned. Yeah, a bunch of other things like that. We're going to be coming out with hopefully by the time people listen to this, we will have a solution for publishing administration. We're working on that right now and oh. hope to launch it very soon. And uh, a lot of marketing. I mean, there's so many things on the to do list, but the marketing stuff will be really cool. I think people will like it. We we launched it. If you go to distrokid.com/ludicrous. Spelled like the artist, L-U-D-A-C-R-I-S. Ludacris, the rapper, is, is yeah. a DistroKid artist, and we beta launched the sign-up service with him. Will Smith also, if you go to distrokid.com slash Will Smith, he released his single with us a month ago, and we, we built that uh, sort of beta for him. The Will Smith one, I believe, does not have the, the phone sign-up stuff. The Ludacris one does. Yeah, um, you'll I'm see a few more popping up here and there. Yeah, that's that's cool. Yeah, even that uh, kind of uh, just uh, mobile optimized landing page is good because we usually end up using uh, services like Linkfi or Smart URL. But if uh, your distributor creates a short uh, link for for you, or, or you can create one, there it it just simplifies things for yeah. For some the thing artists. we're building is like uh like one of the services you said, like a Linkfi or Smart URL on steroids. Excuse the cliche, but it's gonna it's. I, I similar, like to those, uh, similar to those um, services, but it's going to do a, a whole lot more. So hopefully people really like it. And we're, oh, yeah. Anyway, there, more to come. We'll have to do another talk someday. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I do appreciate mentioning that. So because definitely I would like to see you sticking to the core offer and uh, improving the features uh, and the distribution side and the publishing or anything else directly related. Marketing is not really... Uh, I, I've seen some of the offers 
offers uh, that, which are really good and i mean it's still uh, even if you are friends with city baby there's still competitors but i really like uh show.co which i like i know the founders and uh, I, I think it's quite amazing that what they're doing right now with offering it for to their members but so if there is some competition on that end as well and since we on this show talk about marketing so much i was curious so this sounds exciting to me and this is something that we would use for our artists for sure these kind of landing pages for releases uh, that you just mentioned. And I'm adding the links to these uh, Ludacris and uh, to the Will Smith uh, landing pages in the show notes for anyone to check out. Quite exciting stuff. On that note, because there are many more questions I would like to ask you, but uh, we may want to wrap it up for now and feel free to just share something else on what to expect uh, from DistroKid uh, next year besides what you mentioned. And uh, if you have any final call to action, unless the most obvious one to sign up and start distributing music on, uh, with well, DistroKid. Well, uh, go to... Uh, hey, you know what? Let's do a VIP discount link. Let's um, do that, yes. Uh, for your listeners. What do you want it to be? You want it to be uh, uh, I mean, distrokid.com slash VIP slash anything you want. Yeah, so we, I, I think uh, we've been... Oh, actually, lately... Uh, Just give so, me a word. Uh, so, music growth. Okay, music growth. Just, so, anybody listening can go to distrokid.com slash VIP slash music growth, and you'll I'm get writing it down myself. a... Let's do a 20% discount off your first year membership, just so you can check it out with very little risk. That's awesome. I do appreciate that a lot. Yeah, so that's I mean even an extra incentive for uh, for our listeners. So I I will actually mention it at the beginning of uh, the podcast as well, if you don't mind, because yeah, it's cool. too cool. It's too cool to skip. Yeah, thank you, thank you for that, and uh, looking forward to all the further developments. To everyone listening to us, uh, I mean the everyone who is on the go. It's very straightforward. Distrokid.com, and now you uh, know the special URL for a discount. But yeah, just check out the show notes as usual for the links I, i'm also linking to some of the blog posts of yours and i also link to your instagram profile because there you release uh, some awesome short videos <laughs> with useful tips for musicians so very cool formats really easy to thank you yeah and some nice spots in in new york and not only so keep keep doing this i i really enjoy them Thank you. Yeah, I love doing the Instagram videos. Excellent. So thank you so much once again. And um, clearly this episode is uh, released after Slash Music happened, but I'm looking forward to seeing you at in Helsinki and Slash Music next week. I can't wait. I'll see you there. This was so awesome. I love it. And I'm going to keep listening. And I, by the way, I listened to your uh, a bunch of your shows. The one with Chris Crawford from Louder was yeah. uh, particularly awesome. Um, Chris is a... Uh, is a friend of mine and, and we actually use Louder to do our cover song uh, licensing so yeah it's a um, great platform. shout out to him yeah and to you, so thank you thank you hey listener thank you for being with us till the end as usual find all the links including the discount sign up one in the show notes at dotmusic.com or musicgrowthtalks.com so if you haven't figured it out yet at musicgrowthtalks.com uh, we'll link to datadmusic.com for the show notes anyway because we uh, use the dotted music blog as as a place for uh, for the show notes so just uh, go right there if you want to save a bit of time uh, to datadmusic.com find the 
uh, the episode you are interested in. In this case, it might be MGT 100 with Philip Kaplan. And yeah, so all the links will be right there in the post. And if you enjoyed the podcast and want to get more feeds, uh, consider becoming my patron at patreon.com slash for just $1 per month and get access to a secret patron-only audio feed to access new episodes earlier and get access to all the other cool things I will be coming up as we go in the new year. So... Yeah, so Happy New Year once again. I hope you enjoy the uh, holiday break and uh, see you very soon. Thank you. You've been listening to Music Growth Talks with Andrew Apanov. Find more episodes and subscribe at musicgrowthtalks.com.